of the Rewind It Back movie podcast, finishing up our little run here of Christmas movies for the holiday season of 2021. The last movie that we are doing for this season and the year of 2021 is Bad Santa. It's a 2003 dark comedy starring Billy Bob Thornton, Lauren Graham, John Ritter in his last movie, Tony Cox, and Bernie Mac, who I believe this was his last movie too. Billy Bob Thornton, he plays a uh, Willie Stokes, and his partner, Marcus, played by Tony Cox, reunite every year for a holiday con. Posing as a mall Santa and an elf, they rip off the shopping outlets at Christmas Eve. This year, however, Willie is falling apart. He's a depressed alcoholic, and his erratic behavior draws the suspicion of mall security. But when befriending a small boy brings out his kinder side, Willie begins to wonder if there is still hope for him. This movie is absolutely hilarious. I don't care what anybody says. Billy Bob Thornton, I think, is perfect as this grisly, crotchety old mall thief in a Santa suit. His interactions with Marcus, his elf, and Thurman Merman, the kid that he befriends later, they're just absolutely priceless. Um, as I mentioned before, this is probably one of uh, John Ritter's and Bernie Mac's final roles before their passing. A lot of people would probably believe that this is a National Lampoon movie, thinking it by of its title and its, its crude humor, but it's just, I think it's very like a unique. It's just about <laughs> just a mall Santa hating life. He's also a con man and just the, 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 the shit that he just goes through throughout this whole movie, just being depressed and alcoholic. And in the end, like you kind of think that he's going to find some kind of redemption for himself, but you know, at the twist at the end, he doesn't. And it just trickles downhill uh, from there for him. Uh, I like I like how this movie started um, just by giving us his daily routine before the holiday season starts. I love it's he's like goes to the beach and just like creeps on chicks in bikinis while eating a corn dog, <laughs> pounds booze at bars all day. It's probably I, I'm gonna say it's the greatest rated R Christmas movie of all time easily. I, I can't think of anything else in that category that comes close to it. That's if I mean. Die Hard was rated R, but that that wasn't a comedy. So, although it did have some funny scenes, but this is probably, I guess, the greatest rated R Christmas comedy of all time, in my opinion. I mean, if you take out the part where he's a con man, he's kind of just like almost living the dream. You only work maybe one month out of the year. I don't know how much mall Santas make, but oh, well, no, let, let me tell you, it, let me tell you it, something though. It, it, it takes work to drink all day like that <laughs> to keep yourself alive. Let me tell you something. That that job ain't easy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If that dude doesn't drink, he's dead. He's not going to make it to the hospital. <laughs> the common, the common myth is that you could die from like heroin withdrawal. You could flat out die from like alcohol withdrawal. So that dude, you know, he needs to wake up and start drinking. That's that's tough work. That's 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 a good point. And that was no more apparent than in one scene of the movie. This is a bit later on. He somehow acquires the car of a. Uh... Thurman Merman's father, I think his name is Roger. And when he parks at the mall, opens the door and just a full bag of beer bottles and beer cans and 
liquor bottles fall out of the car after a day. Just like, God damn, he can drink. The best is that in that, in that scene, Joe, is that uh, he's telling Marcus because uh, he was in that scene. He I guess he's staying in a hotel room like he's just shacking up there. And somehow either the police or the feds kind of get on his trail. And he there's the one scene where he comes back to his his hotel room and he sees that it's being you know raided almost. So he ends up staying with Thurman Merman. As you said, he took his dad's car. He meets up with Marcus the next day at the mall. And he's, he says, like, yeah, I'm trying to keep a low profile. And then like he unlocks the car door and he opens up, like you said, the, the car door and the beer bottles and cans come falling out. Mark Marcus says, what the fuck is this, Mr. Low Profile? Am I, are you my mother? Did you shat me out of your womb? That's... <laughs> Uh, the chemistry between him and uh, Marcus is fucking just unbelievable. Yeah, their dynamic is it's hilarious. I mean, just it's it's the whole movie. It's back and forth. Marcus mainly throwing insults about, about Willie's uh, alcoholic nature. Sex, he's a you know basically a sex addict. Preys on teenage <laughs> girls. Joe, the, the whole bit. The, the 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 agreement when he saw him creeping on the eighteen year old chick in the arcade and he got mad at him. My favorite was his agreement was to only creep on the big and tall, or to, <laughs> to only uh, only hustle the big and tall. That was that was I love that. Like, and that's where John, by the way, John Ritter is outstanding in this movie. And this I think this came out like right after he passed, but he he was unbelievable on this as like the I guess he was the GM for the mall. What was the mall called? Chamberlain's or something? I can't remember. Yeah, but. I think the store was called Chamberlain's inside okay. of a larger mall. Yeah, that's. I mean, everybody in this movie was just such a great cast that just gelled together great. Yeah, I love their their. They are absolutely merciless against to each other. Billy Bob Thornton's character, Willie, all he talks about is how short Marcus is, and Marcus is just calling him a piece of shit the whole time. Like in this one scene when they're sitting down eating lunch. You fucker. Jesus Christ, is everything fucking sex with you? With me? I fuck one person. I ain't out there serial fornicating, trying to float my liver, drinking myself silly, because I can't stand what a piece of shit I am. What are you, Sigmund Sadoff fucking Freud? Yeah, that's right, shit for brains. Go ahead, talk about my height. Make it about something safe, because you're an emotional fucking cripple. Your soul is dog shit. Every single fucking thing about you is ugly. That's, that's right, before he, mo- he goes off on the... Uh... The lady who interrupts his lunch break uh, with the kid. Oh, my fucking lunch break! <laughs> screamed in like the like five year old kid's face. I can't believe he called him an emotional fucking cripple. I can't I believe like he called him sold off Sigmund Freud. Oh, that's I would like good to think too. that you know Billy Bob was a serious actor. I would like to think that he was a character the whole time on the set. Oh, there was. I was reading that he there was points in this movie where he showed up drunk. He showed up hungover. Yeah, he does stuff like that. Like, but they, it makes the parts really authentic. It does, but it all. <laughs> I was also reading like it absolutely like it made like some of the parts like some of the time they're like absolutely like miserable for some people like the producers and because like he just I mean there's that one scene where he's when he's coming up the escalators and he's lay, like laying down he just comes over to the Santa station and he starts beating the shit out of all the like the the donkeys and the there were, there were a couple racial stars in that scene that would not fly today yes that's why I did not choose to play that scene <laughs> this is like yeah, right I, before you could you could just still do stuff like that it was like one of the last you yeah, know I, I yeah. thought the, I don't know why I always thought this was like 2008 9 it's 2004 it's an old movie like, it's only 20 years old soon yeah, and I think as part of our discourse over the course of the podcast, we always have this conversation about could we make this movie today in its current form? And I think 
under the under the current standards of which we live in in 2021 probably not no or at least it would be very watered down compared to what we got it would basically be mostly water at this point the foul language might persist to some degree because you can get away with that in an r-rated movie but a lot of this behavior with teenage girls Drinking old people drinking all drinking all day, you know, banging Lauren Graham in a hot tub, splashing everywhere. Probably, <laughs> probably not going to get you real far in today's current uh, cinematic theater. Shout out to uh, the grandma. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Clarice. Well, yeah, pretty well known actress. Uh, she was very famous. She was uh, she was fantastic in this. I'll fix you some sandwiches. I'm gonna fix you some sandwiches. The kid's like cuts his hand off. He comes running. I'll fix you some sandwiches. (laughs) What the you fucking sandwiches? I think it's the fact that they made this too, like in in Arizona. Like if they would have made this in a cold weather climate, like Chicago, New York, I don't think it would have had the same. It's it's Christmas in Arizona. Listen, Arizona is the Alabama of the West. Okay. It's just all strip malls, like Bed Bath & Beyond, Home Depot, a bunch of desert, coyotes, and then another strip mall, a Lowe's, and whatever. You have the nail in the head, man. Because who's at, who, what, at, like, if you go to Macy's in New York or you go to Chicago or even, God, even Philly, they're not going to cheap out on the Santa Claus. No. But no, they, no. that was the whole, that was their whole uh, hustle. They just lowballed their Santa elf service so, so low that the the mall wouldn't even think twice. Like they just hired him because they didn't care. They got him for like dirt cheap, and he came with his own personal elf. So that was that that adds to the satire real really well in the movie for sure. I was also reading that they're. Um, I'm always curious as to like who, what other actors and actresses like were uh, the runner ups to play certain parts in movies. So I was reading that the list of actors that were supposed to play Willie were Jack Nicholson, De Niro, Larry David, and this one surprised me, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, they were like, I think it was Miramax that made this movie. They were, they thought that they had Bill Murray like locked up to do this. And he turned around and decided not to, and he did, did Lost in Translation instead. I don't think, I the think, role I think would, I, I it would have been a different, real different movie with him. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I really can't see De Niro or Nicholson doing this all that well. Maybe I see Nicholson. Nicholson more than De Niro. Yeah. I think De Niro would be like the he'd be the last choice. It's not his movie. I mean, even though he does some pretty funny stuff at times, this is not his. Even Nicholson, I I don't know. I mean, I don't see it with. I would see the Joker, and I'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> physical nature of some of this. I mean, Billy Bob was young enough. I think to pull off some of the physical, you know, stuff like. When he turned around and flipped out at the lady, he sees a lot. Yeah, he seems like a lot more shape. Seems like he takes care of himself. Not that those two guys don't, but they were a little older than he was. Did you see on a stride escalator? Yeah, (laughs) or you know, beating the shit out of high school kids for punching Thurman Merman. Did he? Or there are there are no Italians in Arizona. Let me tell you something. If they are, they're from Gazi. They probably buy the sauce in the store. You also wouldn't see them, uh, as John Ritter put it, fornicating in the changing room saying, yes, that's uh, right. You're not going to shit right for a month. <laughs> he said, you're not going to S-H-I-T. Yeah. Right for a month. Oh, he was such a prude. Oh, was so, <laughs> he was so he was so peckish. It was hilarious. Him and Bernie Mac were great playing off of each other. Oh, Bernie Mac just thought that guy was a piece of shit. He just l- dismissed him in his own research instead. 
Bernie Mac, Bernie like Mac. he, they, his character, they made, I don't know about you guys, but they kind of, to me, they made him out to be like a chronic shitter, like some kind of, because he was always like sucking down oranges. There was a one point where he was drinking like stool softener. They made it out uh, the, he like some. Yeah, he had he had a glass problem. of Metamucil and he was doing he was drinking um eating eating oranges with just like apples right. Yeah. And so as an anecdote for that, I used to wrestle in high school and in college, and we I've done some of those uh, dietary tricks before to shed a couple of pounds sort of here and there to make weight for for tournaments and matches. You can you can actually shed quite a bit of weight if you drink nothing but a glass of Metamucil, eat three or four clementines over the course of an hour. No joke, it's for real. Really. Yes, it's a, it's nothing but fiber and water down the chute. My, my uh my cousin's fiance, he wrestled in high school and he said that what he kind of not so much what you would do Joe, but he all, maybe this kind of ties into that, but he said that they would make the wrestlers on the team like eat baby food, cut weight. Yep, that's a legitimate yeah. thing. Really? I've, I've seen that in college when I had to make weight, I used to have to eat I used to eat one Nature Valley bar over the course of a whole day broken into pieces. Jesus Christ. But yeah, I digress. Do you have enough energy for the match? Barely. Man, no wonder your dad got pissed off at you when you came home 100 pounds lighter and he bought you all those suits for your job interviews. Correct. <laughs> That's a topic for another day, listeners. That's a nice but, guy buying you suits. Yeah, well, that's uh, how it I'm, goes. I'm sorry. I, I know this is going to be off topic, but Joe, just just please tell the story right now while we're on the topic. For Tim all and right, Jim. All right, fine, 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 fine. So, so I used to be large in high school bill knows this for a fact and then i lost a bunch of weight i lost a lot of weight in like 2005 2006 like 120 pounds over the course of like six months just running and not eating a lot running running some more still running and none of my clothes fit and so right before this though i have i had done a bunch of professional meetings i was i was a chemistry major in college and i had done a lot of like, con- like conferences and poster presentations. And so I was dressed professionally like grown up and then nothing fit. And then I had to do it again. And so we scrambled last minute to buy a bunch of new clothes. Dad was furious because I had a closet full of clothes that I just couldn't wear. They were like trash bags on me at that point. <laughs> and he was pissed. He was, he was so happy pissed. that I was taking better care of myself sort uh-huh. of and losing weight. But the truth is none of my clothes fit. So I had to like re-wardrobe myself over the course of like a month get back ready for school and for stuff and he was pretty what do you mean you lost 100 pounds <laughs> basically because i hadn't because I, I went to college four hours from my parents house so i didn't get to see him that often so i hadn't seen him in a while and then i came back you know looking relatively thin and he was pissed <laughs> pissed, in a, pissed in a way that would be you know in a good way right i mean he was happy that i had lost weight but not the fact that there's a practical side of losing weight which is clothing and stuff so but my dad's good an job, angry bro. man yeah. it sounds like it, it sounds like a character Oh, my, my father is quite the character. If he's ever drunk enough one day, I might get him on this thing. Yeah, I want to just call him and just be like, hey, what's up, man? Show up. Find out what his favorite movie is. We'll get him on for that. I'll, I'll ping him. <laughs> All right, so anyway, back to, back to Bad Santa. So I, prior to the, uh, the show here, we were um, all talking about how we were kind of scrambling, trying to find this movie to watch. Uh, Jim and I both owned the movie on DVD, and it just got – lost i guess like in our in a move from our parents house to our our current resident but um so joe like you said the 11th hour you were able to share it on our google doc so the copy that you sent us i guess that's like the original copy that they showed in theaters the copy that i own i don't know about you jim but i had the uh it was called batter santa which was like the extended cut version yeah i think i had a similar one and even when joe sent us there were a few scenes that i didn't remember but 
this also became one of those movies that was like you, you see it on TV and it just doesn't do it any justice. But like I would watch it on like a premium channel or something and you'd be moving around the house doing other things. So it had been a while. There were a lot of scenes I just didn't remember, especially involving uh, the wife of um, a little person's name. Oh, Marcus. Marcus's wife, like, and her, you know, checking out all the retail shops and seeing what she's going to lift during the heist. Um, and also, like, a lot of, a lot of, like, scenes with, between Bernie Mac and John Ritter, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the one scene where Bernie Mac shakes down the kid for the uh, iPod and the, <laughs> the MP3 player in the video game story after he catches them stealing, like, stuff like that. Those are the scenes that you kind of forget about. And they're all great scenes. Yeah, a couple of the scenes that were in the extended cut that weren't in the original cut that Joe had sent us. The two scenes that I noticed that were missing from the two was the one scene where after Thurman Merman gets the uh, shit beat out of him by the bullies at the bus stop, uh, Willie then gives him like boxing lessons. Him and Marcus give him boxing lessons in the extended cut. They kind of give him like self-defense traits. And there's also a scene where... The Thurman Merman also had like an advent calendar and Billy Bob Thornton, his, he gets drunk one night, eats all the pieces of candy that are in the, uh, the advent calendar and feels bad about it. the next morning when he wakes up and he tries to fill back up the, the patches of the dates with like candy corn, I think was in there and other oddball stuff. So it seemed like in the extended cut, they kind of made him a little bit more redeemable. I mean, there's a couple more, you know, dick and fart jokes in there, but extended cut seems like I remember those scenes, Bill. And those scenes are actually fucking hysterical. Yeah. Like, I always wanted to wonder why they cut them out because there's a bunch of other scenes that could have easily been cut. But when the boxing scene, when they're all just punching each other and the nuts and falling over, that's that's hysterical. And then and I just, when the kid opens the, the advent calendar, he tries to tape it back together because he has shows some type of remorse. But he's putting like, roll aids in there and yeah like, that's what it was kid <laughs> and like the kid like the kid would open it up and he's like what the hell is this and he's like they all can't be winners like you know like <laughs> that's exactly what he says yeah yeah that's one of the first movies i remember where you know there was like the movie version and like like that the 40 year old virgin you know what's the other one i'm thinking of the movie ray where like if you bought the dvd like the extended direct or director's cut they were just chock it full of extra movies. They were almost extended by a half an hour in some cases. Like they didn't really do that too much with VHS, but like I noticed, like around that time with DVDs, is when a lot of like you want like the dirtier version of this movie of like jokes <laughs> that like we couldn't put in the theater. And they would always were... release that later, Tim. So yes. they double dip on you. Yeah, so I saw like the batter Santa first. So like I thought that was the original version. I never knew what the original version. I don't. I still don't. I think I have that version of it downstairs. I don't think I've ever seen. Just like the original, you know, one of the theaters. I mean, I think I've seen both at some point, but I do know that the that the DVD version that I own is the theatrical tra- version that I, okay. that I shared with you guys uh, <coughs> over Google, and so that was what you know. So, and I do know if I remember at the end there was there's a scene missing from the theatrical cut that's in the director's cut or extended cut where Thurman Merman again gets sort of jumped or attacked by the bullies and then he beats he beats the shit out of somebody yeah and bikes away give the middle finger as he's biking away or something like that yeah and yeah you're right i i miss seeing that because that was hilarious he stood up for himself finally yeah i was gonna kick him the nuts it's the main bully uh, the, the one that, yeah well the one that billy bob thornton beats the shit out of. yeah in his sort of moment of redemption he was and he was telling marcus he, he 
beat the shit out of some kids today, and it felt good. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it did feel something. good about myself. Yeah. No, he, he announced he turned a corner first. And I, <laughs> with I beat the shit Excuse out of me. some kids today. So this is kind of like leads into the next uh, topic I want to talk about. I want to talk about spend some time on Willie and Thurman Merman's relationship. For our listeners who haven't seen this movie, the way that these 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 two have met each other were was in the mall. Thurman was visiting the mall, sit on Santa's lap, and he's just an awkward kid. And he is is convinced that Willie is legit the Santa Claus. Marcus, get this kid off me before he pisses on me, all right? Fuck with my beard. It's not real. No shit. Well, it was real, but you see, I got sick and all the hair fell out, so I had to wear this fucking thing. How'd you get sick? I loved a woman who wasn't clean. Mrs. Santa? No, it was her sister. What's it like at the North Pole? Like the suburbs. Which one? Apache Junction. What the fuck do you care? Now get off my lap. You are really Santa, right? No, I'm an accountant. I wear this fucking thing as a fashion statement, all right? Okay. Yeah, he's real stoned there. I love him. The great thing about that scene is, like, not only can that scene never happen in movies nowadays, is expli- talking about sex to a kid, like a nine-year-old kid, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Rip it off. I'm just, I remember first seeing this and just thought, just how they, how could they characterize a, the most gullible, foolish ten-year-old, nine-year-old? Like the kid was a kid had a bullseye on him the whole time, right? He's no, like, I think that kid oh. could probably fit in some of your old suits too. Probably could. <laughs> probably could. I mean, he's a that's a that's a, that's a big. That's a, he's a big little kid. But like he's big. He's you know he's you know his clothes don't fit. He's he's oafy looking. He acts like he's five. He's got from him. I don't know. It's not. Yeah, yeah he's got snot coming out of his nose, like he was crying on the bus. I mean, that's the first. I mean, thing he was he, a prime target. That's the first thing that Willie says to him. He sits down on his lap. He's like, "What do you want for Christmas? A snot rag?" <laughs> and then throughout the whole course of the movie, like when they start, you know, becoming friends, Thurman just is just is it's just a police interrogation of questions to Willie. This one fucking time, I take you home, okay? Uh huh. Not your fucking dad, dad. Uh huh. It's not like you helped me back there with that nut job or anything, you know? Why do you need a car? What the fuck are you talking about? This car. Which turn is it? Sage Sheriff's. Where's your sleigh? It's in the shop, getting repaired. Where's the reindeer? I stabled them. Is it left or right? That way. Where's the stable? Next to the shop. How do they sleep? Where the reindeer? Standing up. But the noise, how do they sleep? What noise? From the shop. They only work during the day, all right? I thought it was always night at the North Pole. Well, not now. Right now, it's always day. Then how do they sleep? Oh, shit. Sage Terrace. What is it with you, anyway? Somebody drop you on your fucking head? On my head? Well, yeah. What, are they going to drop you on somebody else's head? How can they drop me onto my own head? No, not onto your... Uh, what? God damn it! Are you fucking with me? <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking this good bourbon right now and it almost came back up and then he starts um then he starts shacking up with him santa yeah you're bringing my present early no but i never told you what i wanted i said i didn't bring it dipshit okay good i want a stuffed elephant a pink one well wish in one hand shit in the other one see which one fills up first okay so i'm gonna be staying here for a while uh, things are all fucked up at the North Pole. See, Mrs. Santa caught me fucking her sister, and uh, I'm out on my ass now. She got half of everything. 
So I'm gonna be crashing here. Be just you and me like roommates, you know? Do you and Mrs. Santa have kids? No, thank the fuck Christ. What about the elves? Well, they stay with Mrs. Santa. I get them on the weekends. Why don't you go run me a bath? I love this part. He's just trying to relax and still... What about the reindeer? Would you please shut up about reindeer? What are their names? Who? The elves. Oh, shit, I can't remember. I, I think one of them's Sneezy and there's a Dopey. That's the seven dwarves. Are you shitting me? I thought it, I, I thought I was thinking it was... Uh, I, I don't know. Fuck, kid. I just call him, you know, Bub. You know, I call him, I say, hey, Bub or Chief or whatever the fuck. You know, I tell him to make the goddamn toy. The fuck is wrong with you? I can't remember this shit. Does everything with you have to be a fucking test? How old are they? <laughs> Just stop. This is like uh, this is like some of the people that work for me who are in their fifties. So I mean, oh, I can man. give the kids some sense. What? Just not stop questions? <laughs> yeah. Just, just what do we do here? What does this mean? What does oh. this mean? And it's just like, are you fucking? <laughs> yeah, I love tell people just get fucked. I love my son to death. I love him to death, but and he's three. But it's 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 just like this sometimes. Like I come home from work and like I just want to you know just decompress from my day, and it's just like, hey, can can we do this? Why? How come? Huh? Why not? Yep. When can we? And it's like, oh my, oh my god. My five year old, my five year old daughter asked me this kind of stuff, and after a long day at work, sometimes I just want to fire up the old Halo and you know light up some noobs for a couple hours, and I don't need a five year old up my ass asking me about all this stuff because our, our christmas tree is in our home office she's been up, up my ass about every ornament on the tree i'm like kid i'm busy yeah right master chief has got a campaign i can just oh. see you guys with wet rags over your faces in the bathtub and your kids just grilling you <laughs> and you see this you know, how clark, you, know, you know how clark griswold likes his jack daniels yeah yeah and what's the worst the worst is in willie's condition where either you're either well, he's drunk, but the worst is like when they do it when you're hungover. You got a pounding headache, and you're just getting drilled <laughs> with questions. <laughs> well, he was a, he was he was always he was hungover in some of the scenes. Doesn't he get him in bed the next morning, like just hovering over him? <laughs> yeah, he brings the advent calendar up to him, yeah. and crawls in bed with him, and like he kind of like knees him in the balls while doing it while crawling in. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, nobody's mentioned uh, uh, Gilmore Girls yet, but La- Lauren Graham, right? Oh, uh, yeah. We can the, yeah, let's move on to her. The lead female character in this movie. Who's, Hard to ignore. Who's great. But uh, her fetish in the beginning when they meet uh, and they're just ripping shots, but she's got a fetish for Santa because she was bought up Jewish and that's why she wanted to bang him. And one of the scenes that really got me was uh, I, I spit my drink out. I completely forgot about it was when she goes, she's explaining why she was like infatuated with them. And she's like, I just have this deep seated obsession with, you know, Santa Claus because it was restricted as a, you know, as a kid. And like, it was like something like that. I don't remember the word for word. And Billy Bob's response was, yes. Yeah, so, so is my thing for tits. <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> honestly, one of the better scenes in this movie is when Billy Bob Thornton and Lauren Graham are, are banging out in the hot tub, and there's just the water splashing. <laughs> Cloris Leachman's completely oblivious, like dead in the re- in the recliner, just like. What she? What was she watching, Joe? Like the Ronco commercial? <laughs> she was watching the Ronco rotisserie commercial, and you just see Lauren Graham just getting pounded in the background. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, tidal I mean, waves getting, of water coming out of the hot tub. I mean, she's just getting, you know, she's just 
the business and it's making a huge mess and Floris Leachman is completely oblivious. Thurman Merman's nowhere to be found. And <laughs> oh god, he was carving his wooden pickle. <laughs> <laughs> and she so thought it was sweet. Did anybody say what's wrong with uh with the old lady? She just she just got dementia. She just whacked out of it. She's old. She's old. Just whacked out of it. You know, mom. Sick. You know, mom's with mom's and mom's up in heaven. Dad's in jail, seeing the mountains. That's what I'm saying. Like this kid seemed like I mean he's not normal, obviously, but he seemed like like nothing really bad happened in the house. I mean he let a criminal stay in the house. He stole things, but yeah, like but this I mean, kid was alive. Was, yeah, but this kid was like unreal. I mean, just how with I mean, there are gullible people and then there are Thurman Merman. Yeah, he was really lost the space. I mean, Everybody you, was lost we, the space in that house. You can tell kids a lot of things. You probably shouldn't, but Thurman Merman was above what you could normally tell a kid about ten years old. I mean I mean I, I mean I think that there were there were things that were that that you know Santa told Thurman Merman that wouldn't get by my five year old. And Thurman Merman's an overweight ten year old and so I don't know. I mean, they, they, it's hilarious. And then he ends up, uh, he walks in on him in the garage trying to kill himself with the exhaust coming into the car. Willie hands him the news. Like, oh, he's like, when the police come, he's like, make sure you give him this letter. He's like, because I'm going to be gone. So give him this letter. It's everything that I did. And then Willie goes with Marcus to do the heist on the, the mall that they're working at in, in Phoenix. And at some point, the kid gives that note to the police. And then that's how they end up arresting both of them. Willie mentions that while he's in the hospital saying like, Oh, you know, you gave my letter to the police, but it ended up saving me because Marcus would have, you know, plugged him. Well, before all that, it's when Bernie Mac gets the the head of security gets involved because he wants his, he finds out what's going on. Right. And he just figures out pretty quickly. that These two are absolute con men. Of course, doesn't tell them all. He doesn't tell John Ritter. I mean, he knows at that point. Yeah. And doesn't tell John Ryder because but he, he just wants, wants a cut. He just wants a cut of the action, right? They kill him because of that. that, that. And that that scene was hilarious. You know, the car battery's dead. Yeah, they, Mark Marcus and uh, his wife kill him, right? Yeah, she she runs him over with the car. That was probably the darkest humored moment of the movie. <laughs> just seeing somebody get killed. They, they yeah they well they they jump because that's how they they get him because they they end up tracking him down and driving ahead of him at some point they wave him down because their car needs to be jumped he helps jump it and at the point while he's standing between both the cars marcus's girlfriend puts the car in drive pins him between the two cars breaks however many ribs and then marcus like kind of i guess takes both of the uh, the the jumper cables and just kind of like zaps him right in the head drags him to the back wheel and then she runs over his head i guess they just abandoned the body in the desert i Maybe that was the last we so. saw. That was the last we saw a Jin or Bernie Max. What was his character's name? Jin. Jin yeah. Jin. Yeah, that was the last we saw of him. But just as an aside, if he had gotten electrocuted by a car battery, he'd have been dead before they ran him over. Oh yeah. I guess that was the insurance move. Or maybe if somebody found him, they thought he would got hit by a car or something. Uh, maybe, but he 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 would have been under normal circumstances. It only takes seventy milliamps to stop your heart. Our battery is twelve amps. <laughs> you dead. I like the uh, the negotiation scene with him at the bar beforehand, where uh, he's just he's like thirty percent, and it just goes from thirty three percent, and then he goes forty nine percent, and then Billy Bob's like, "What's what's one more?" Uh, Willie's like, "What's one more uh, point?" You know? Yeah, because he he stood his ground and kept saying half, 
what's your cut half how about 33 percent half at the end when the police show up at the mall right before that is my probably one of my second favorite quotes of the movie where marcus goes where he's about to kill willie he pulls the gun on him and he tells him he's done with him and he goes every year it's every year with you it's more booze more bullshit more butt fucking <laughs> <laughs> and uh billy well billy bob willie goes billy bob thornton's character goes that's me you know the three b's <laughs> they never mentioned it but i wonder how many years they did it like how many years into there was it like 10 15 years into it them pulling these scams uh so i think question. i said no. they they they, they didn't they mention it before yeah because when when bernie mac stumbles upon their history he says it's he says seven years, seven cities, and seven heists. Okay, so this and like that, the eighth this, year. Yeah, this would have been the eight, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's probably I mean, had enough of him by the eighth time. I mean, it's an impressive con when you look at it from a high level, right? And, oh yeah. I mean, you play them all, Santa. You know, I remember in the beginning of the movie, which takes place in the current time or current time relative to the rest of the movie, which takes place the year prior, if I remember right. Yeah. Um Marcus is sitting as a snow as a snowman in the store display, and just comes alive before the alarm get triggered. He turns off the alarm. He's just sitting in a because he's so small. He's just sitting in a snowman suit, hiding among the other store displays. Then pops pops up, so it turns off the alarm, and then the magic happens. But I can imagine after the uh, eighth or ninth time doing this with a regressive drunk, that he probably want to pull a, put a couple bullets in him too. Well, he knows he was going to get him called eventually. And he's probably the reason why Jin, Bernie Mac's character, was attracted. You know, he attracted so much attention. That's why he started it. He really got willing. Well, I mean, really was... is the reason Bill, Bernie Mac, Jin, really got involved with them because John Ritter would have never gave a shit about them and, and gone to Jin. Or what's his name? Bob Chips. Was it Chipsky? Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, he... right. But like, for our viewers who have not seen this movie, right in the beginning when. They get hired at the new at the mall in Arizona. Willie goes on a, a tirade about you know John Ritter calling out his sexual prowess and his and the, I guess either the girth or size of his of his, of his performance. Dick, performance whatever it was. And of course, you know he says some foul language that John Ritter finds completely offensive. Of course, John Ritter, being a pussy in this movie at least, goes over to mall security Jin or Bernie Mac and rats him out, which then raises the first flag. Right? That's what that's when. You know, you shake the first bell, and then all right, now now they're on to you. And it just got progressively worse with you know, fornicating in the dressing room and all the other fun stuff. He's drunk all the time. Raised what you've raised a flag early, and that's how you get caught in, in a con like that. He could have found another criminal that was a lot more sober, had a lot more self control. He was the best. Uh, he was the best safe cracker, right? Or, yeah. Yeah. Now does is only does. I mean, they needed each other. I mean, he needed a midget, and he needed a safe cracker. So they. they they need each other, but they hate each other. What did he yeah, say, he... Uh, Joe? <laughs> he was like looking at a chick's ass, and all he heard was something about performance. And he goes, "Are you saying there's something wrong with my fuck stick?" <laughs> it's it's a crude movie. The language he has. Forget how crude I forgot. It is. I it's forgot it was called fuck stick. I mean, there's a there's a website where you can count the f words in a movie. This one's got to be like the top twenty-five, right? There's a lot of fucks. It gets to the There's point. There's a lot of fucks in this. Yeah, it, it gets to the point where what you were talking about earlier, Bill, is like he had to have been chip faced because there's no way anybody's saying fuck well, that many times. Although Marcus was or Troy, or, I think it's Troy Cox or Marcus uh, was 
rolling right back at those the entire time. I mean, it wasn't like it was just Billy Bob Thornton. They were seasoned uh, companions. They were professionals. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I found it. So the word fuck and its, <laughs> and its variations are used 159 times in the movie. The word shit appears 73 times and a total of approximately 300 profanities. If that's it, I'm I have 95 to, of all now, time. Bill, I have to, now, Bill, about that data you just rolled off, is there a breakdown by character or by actor? I'm curious. Yeah. If, if there's not, don't do it. But if, there's, if it's there, I'm curious. I don't think so. Um, it tied Tiger, Tiger Land for 173 bucks. No. It, oh, here we go. Well, this isn't it. But then it says, like, in the under, unrated version, 170 uses of fuck, 74 shit, 34, or excuse me, 31 is ass, 10 uses of bitch, and one use of bastard. So there you go. There's, there's the breakdown. Now, I mean, Bad I, Santa I, 2 has more. How about that? Oh, really? I haven't seen Bad I Santa. Never, I never saw Bad Santa 2. Bad Santa 2 is 180. <laughs> I, Ooh, I, uh, Bad Santa 2 is... I, I, I don't think I made it through it. It, was, it wasn't that good. It was that bad? Okay. I mean, they lost... I mean, well, they killed off Bernie Mac's character in their third, first movie, but it, it just didn't have the same chemistry. And then you kind of had his mom introduced, and it was kind of... It, w- it wasn't that great. Definitely was, let down. But it was one of those where there's a huge gap, too. Like, I think it came out, like, probably, like, six or seven years ago. Like, there was probably, like, a 10-year gap between the movies. Oh, there had to have been, like, a... What, a at, at least. least I mean, yeah. 2016, it came out. Yeah. Oh, so 13, 13, 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. I can't get Stelza, they need, they need some, some dinero on that oh, one. Yeah, because yeah it, it was... But it wasn't. Would a Billy Bob need a paycheck? I mean, yeah, that's what it, I think is what it was. He needed to buy another house, so he needed another mortgage payment. It was kind of like a dumb, it was kind of like a Dumb and Dumber type, you know, when they finally made this proper sequel to Dumb and Dumber, and it was just, it was too late, too far remote. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw it. I saw that off, off topic. I saw that. Wasn't impressed, but I could watch the first Dumb and Dumber until my eyes fall out of my head. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It wasn't anything worth saying. Yeah, but for the uh, for the most part, I mean, it's it's I really like it. I mean, it's it's been a long time. It's hard not to like this movie. movie. I mean, we, Jim and I, Joe and you know Greg too. He, we we all quote it often whenever we're around each other. Oh yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, as far as seeing sitting down and watching the movie from start to finish, it's been it's been a while. So I'm, I'm, it was great that we got to uh, got to do this. I was definitely due for a for a refresher here. But I think it's it's just it's a cool movie. It's not. It's kind of like what we were talking about with a uh, national well, with a. Uh, christmas vacation the last episode um it's there's a lot of christmas movies that are you know out there you, you know it's joyful and happy and but it's always nice <laughs> once in a while when something like this comes along christmas vacation is not anywhere near crude humor as this is but it's always nice to kind of watch like a black comedy of um yeah. of christmas movie like like this and to be honest, I mean, Christmas is not always a, you know, holly jolly family time, right? I mean, there are, as we talked about in last week's episode with Christmas Vacation, there are certainly periods during the Christmas when tensions run high between families or just, or just, or within families for that matter. And that takes some of the joy out of the holidays. But also, we all know human nature, right? We call it the human condition. Every, there's always the next con. And Christmas time is a ripe, a ripe opportunity for someone to take advantage of people looking for holiday shopping. And that we all hear about on the news right now with various scams every year targeting families and, 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 this, and, senior, and senior citizens and such. So a movie like this sort of you know, feeds, that, feeds that dynamic, right? It's, it's a movie that capitalizes on what people dread about Christmas. 
and it fits it perfectly. It's hilarious. The character, the casting was great. They all play off one another. And if you haven't seen it before to our listeners, it's worth your hour and a half because it's a short movie. So again, timing is everything in the end in these types of movies, right? If it goes too long, kind of like last action hero, it just gets to a point where you, where you don't want to watch it for more than an hour and a half. But this is about, I think, I think this runtime is 87 minutes, right on point with the comedy. And it's, it's worth your time to sit down, crack open a bourbon, and do your thing. Crack open a bottle. Man. He, did, did he ever use a glass? I don't think he ever used a glass. Either he was Unless drinking he was out of an, a, can, an actual a beer bar. bottle, yeah. or he was drinking out of a liquor bottle. I think yeah, he I, served. I, uh, I think he served up a drink to uh, his girlfriend Sue Marlai Gilmore, as I call her, uh, in one scene. I don't remember seeing too many glasses. I think him having you, beer would be like you and I having like a ginger ale or something. Like <laughs> he just drinks nonstop, right out of the bottle. Yeah, he's just. You, you just, just reminded me, Jim, that Lauren Graham was on the Gilmore Girls. Yes. Not that I, I've I've seen that show only like in little bits, but my wife, my college girlfriend, was into it, so I've seen it, and then my old roommate was into it, so somebody who's been on this podcast before. Steve, um, wait, Steve, Steve watches Gilmore Girls. Oh yeah, he left the DVD been, in my house. The things you learn. Um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, the uh, back to your point about the holidays and scams. Also, drive-by bars on the holiday. That's the busiest. There's always a full parking lot at your local taverns on the holiday, for sure. Billy Bob. One thing about the, we always say, like, could you make this movie today? Like, the scam really wouldn't work today because there's there's so much online shopping that. I think the know, mall scene is still, it's he's still, still a thing. Strong. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, like, the cons, like, the con of actually uh, stealing from yeah. the mall itself. Like, that would be a bad con because there's not that much cash on hand. They don't keep as much merchandise as they used to. So it would. I mean, yes, you could still steal and make a lot of money, but it probably wouldn't wouldn't be as lucrative uh, to do it nowadays than it was, say, back in two thousand three before. I mean, there was Amazon, but it wasn't like. I mean, I got an Amazon package today from Hawaii. For Christ's sake, yeah. just, they were selling. They were selling books in two thousand three. They weren't selling. Yes, they were a big book thing. Yeah. No, but I think I think as we've commented before in this series and in this episode right now in particular, this movie, if if it was made by current standards, would be. Completely Completely watered down. I mean, the crude language would still be present, I think, to some degree, but certainly the con and the vulgarity of Willie and his sexual deviancy, uh, I'll call it, yes. would be completely watered down for, for a modern movie. Plus, some of the racial insults wouldn't say, obviously, the R word. I think this might be on the list of no goes for a lot of networks because it used to be on, even edited, it used to be on, but. I didn't see it once this year. I think it's probably on. I haven't. The, the I call. I don't have cable it, anymore, so I I I wouldn't know where to look. I think it's on the. Uh, I call it the idiocracy list because if you ever saw the movie Idiocracy, it's like the most. Yes. It's Luke Wilson. Remember it? Yes, it's it's definitely on that type of level. But it's great. It's a it's a it's a great Christmas movie. It's a barrel laugh, start to finish. If this is your thing, if you're into family friendly comedy, this is not where you want to start. If you're into crude humor. And you're not easily offended, you'll like it. Watch it. And it gathers, I mean, with having Bernie Mac, you know, the little guy in it, you know, it gathered an African American audience, obviously, like, you know, you know, more suburban white audience. And so it's really just, you know, one of those movies where if you like this type of humor, it's really just fun for everybody. You know what I mean? Kind of like that Christmas vacation, like the mass appeal 
of it. Everybody just loves this. I mean, you can imagine a lot of conservative people probably don't like this movie because there is, you know, prominent African-American actors in it, probably because just some of the, the language, you know, the, the, sec, the sexual things. Just having like that old lady just was whacked at it the whole time. Elder abuse. I mean, think about it. People would say that. It's probably elder abuse or something. Someone should have called APS or APS and CPS should have been in that house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I Especially mean, there's just so the, much. Because at the end, you know, Lauren Graham becomes uh, Thurman Merman's guardian pro tempore. Yes, thank is, God. An adult came in and took which, care of this kid. I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, obviously that wouldn't happen in the real world, but. Yeah, you need, you need a quick right to to end the movie happy, right? It's got to end on a happy note. It's Billy happy. Bob's yeah, I mean, Billy Bob's definitely not getting out of jail in like a day, you know, or whatever it was. Because of the embarrassment of the of the Phoenix Police of shooting an unarmed Santa. Come on. <laughs> the end. I mean, the jail's end was, probably relaxing for him. He didn't have to drink every day. He didn't have to go to work. He well, was he'd have to every probably, night. Well, yeah, but he'd have to go to do some pretty heavy detox therapy first in jail. Oh, but yeah. Given, yeah. But given that he, he was drinking probably the equivalent of more than a case of beer and a couple of bottles of something strong every day just to get out of bed. He spends one day in a jail without detox therapy. He ain't waking back up. He probably lived in that infirmary for like a month before they let him out of the gen pop. Easily. See, the funny, the funny backup would have been like... That Santa too would have been funny if he was a Santa Claus in jail. That would have been the funny that Santa Claus is like a jail movie, and think, he's a Santa Claus in there. I think the downfall with a lot of sequels like this are one they just take forever to get made, and usually somebody runs out of money, and then they finally get made too late. Well, it's kind of like the same thing with Last Action Hero, the sequel that came out of five or six years ago. Like you came out forever after the original movie, with and with Larry the Cable Guy. Like it's not relevant. Yeah. Like he stinks anyway. But then you're trying to follow up. Oh, you a, mean jingle you know, all the way? Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Thank you. Jingle all the way. Thank you for correcting me. Point is though, like a movie that came. I mean, we give a sequel twenty years after the original movie with lower quality actors. I mean, what do you expect to happen? At least with the Matrix, they brought back Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, and they're doing it correctly can't bring in Larry the Cable Guy for Arnold and expect some miracle to happen 20 years after the movie comes out. Like, what were you thinking? I don't know how that even got made. I've never seen it, but it probably sucks. I saw I saw bits and pieces. It was on TV the other day. And uh, it was actually, <laughs> we leave the TV on for the dog when we go out and, like, we turn that on. And the dog looked at me like, please get this shit off. <laughs> but it looked like uh, like the quality of, like, a Hallmark Channel movie. Just like it was just really poor production. Oh, great. The Hallmark Channel, a new yeah, movie yeah. every day, and they're all the same movie. Yes. All right. Well, so that'll do it for this episode and the show for the year. Thank you, everyone, who gave us their time and a chance. Um, not just our friends and uh, family that listen to us, the website anchor that we, that distributes our show. Uh, it's very data driven. So we know there's people listening to us all over the US and Canada. France, Germany, Gutentag. I think there's some in Australia. So again, thanks for everyone for listening to us. Um, we're not critics. We're not experts. We're just a bunch of friends who enjoy talking about movies. Um, as always, if you like what you hear, you know, feel free to spread the word of, to anyone who would like to listen and get on our little movie club here. So everyone have a great holiday season, and we will talk to you all in 2022. <laughs>